Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Shap. Tiger Woods teeing it up again competitively, this time at the Hero World Challenge. That's his tournament that he hosts, and it will be played at Albany Golf Course in the Bahamas. Tiger Woods will also team up with his son, Charlie, a couple of weeks later at the PNC Championship. In this episode of From the Short Grass, I sit down with Ryan McSpadden, Executive Vice President at Intersport. Now you might be asking, what does Intersport do? Have you heard of the Rocket City Mortgage Classic in Detroit? They help put on that event and many more events throughout the sports world. You will hear more about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you about one of our fine partners, Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. The Agassi 7 Rooftop Bar and their new Sunday brunch. Call them, make a reservation, and on Sundays, get down to the Agassi 7 on top of the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Little Rock for a great Sunday brunch. We're back with more from the Shortgrass after this. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The economy is changing slowly but surely. The market is slowing down in a gradual slide. Not an emergency yet, the sky is not falling, but a change is coming. When times are good, auctions make buyers compete to buy at the highest market value. When the economy gets tough, auctions force buyers to make a purchase decision. Either way, auctions get the highest return for a seller and a strong deal for a buyer. With an experienced auction company, it's a simple process. Go to BlackmanAuctions.com for more information. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary colorful rooms with high quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time Time you visit El Dorado. Strength is measured not by the number of accounts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success, not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. On the tee, Ryan McSpadden, 
Ryan McSpadden, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass. First of all, let's introduce yourself to the listeners. You work for Intersport. What is Intersport? Intersport is a leading sports marketing agency based in Chicago with offices in New York and, and Detroit. So we have two sides to our business. We have a traditional sports marketing agency that represents and works with clients in the sports entertainment space. Some of the work you might be most familiar with on that side of the business is Intersport came up with the Steal a Base, Steal a Taco promotion for Taco Bell about 12 years ago. We helped Under Armour develop the Under Armour All-America High School football game, which has now expanded into lacrosse and baseball and soccer and the like. We run all the global soccer platforms for Heineken USA, anywhere that they're involved in soccer. Intersports helped write that strategy. And then if you saw the, if you watched any NFL playoffs a couple years ago, we helped Rocket Mortgage develop the, the largest Super Bowl squares game. Yeah. So that was also an Intersport idea. So that's one side of our business. And then the other side of our business is we're property creators and sellers. So we own and operate about 22 different properties that we sell, we monetize, we put on television and distribute to homes all over North America and the world. So those sports range from college basketball to golf to esports to pickleball to culinary. Um, we produce four shows with NFL Films on a franchise called NFL Championship Chase that we put on playoff weekends or seminal moments in the in the NFL season and we sell sponsorships around that. So full service privately held sports marketing agency. Um, we also run and operate on behalf of our client Rocket Mortgage, the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. Right. PGA Tour right. event. PGA so, Tour event. Yeah. So it's a incredible company, very entrepreneurial, thirty eight years young, still acts like a startup. And uh, has made a big difference in the sports entertainment space. What's it like living in Chicago? I'm a big Chicago Cubs fan. Everybody that lo- knows me knows that I'm a Cubs fan. So what's it like living in Chicago? It's got to be great during the summer, but the winters have to be tough. Yeah, it's <clears throat> August, September, and October. There's I don't know if there's a better place to live than Chicago. It's the most beautiful, mild, perfect weather that you can imagine. And then... It braces you for November through <laughs> March, and then April, May, and June are sort of spring. July is kind of hot, and then August is wonderful. I live in a community called Naperville, which is yeah. a western suburb about 43 miles out of the city, which is a, a wonderful place to live and, and raise a family. Now, you and golf. Growing up, did you play golf growing up? When Do you remember the first time you picked up a golf club? Yeah, my dad got a promotion, uh, and part of that promotion came with a country club membership. Well, you can't beat that. You can't. And he left for work and put me in the car and said, I'm taking you somewhere today. And we pulled up to a, a country club in Kansas City where I grew up called Milburn Country Club, which is still there today. Tom Watson plays there quite a bit. And uh, he opened up the trunk, and there was a starter set of golf clubs. He didn't even walk me up to the check-in desk. He's like, you need to go up there and check in. And I walked up, and they said, do you want the three-hole, the six-hole, the nine-hole, or the 18-hole? 
And I said, well, I'm going to be here all day. Let's do the 18 hole. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and had never played golf before. So what turned out to be a miserable experience also turned into a, a love of a lifetime. So that was when I was 13 and have been playing ever since. When did you really begin to love the game of golf? When I tried out as a freshman for the high school team and made it. And then that at that point, it just was part of who I was and still part of who I am. And, and uh, played a ton in high school, had a really good high school team, and then knew I wanted to play in college and got a chance to play at a, at a school called Baker University, which was an NAIA school. But we played at the same course as the University of Kansas, so we practiced with those guys and were on the same range and on the same course. And and then thought I wanted to play professionally when I when I graduated college, and my college roommate also had the same idea. And back then there was a turn a, a mini tour down in Texas called the Ninfas Mini Tour, and my college roommate left in June after the after May when we graduated, and he stayed out there for three months. And he would call me and say, "Man, I just shot 74, and I'm in 118th place." Or Whoa. I just shot 73 and I'm in 78th place. And, yeah. and um, I just knew there was zero chance of making a living. And I went to the pro at our club, which was called Lakewood Oaks Country Club. And he said, Ryan, you're a nice player, but unless you can beat every single player in Missouri on a regular basis, you got no chance. And see that guy down there? That's Tom Pernice Jr., four-time All-American at UCLA, won – several tour events, still playing competitively on the Champions Tour, you'd have to beat that guy pretty much every time you played him. And right. he shot, you know, 65 every time he went out. So It's amazing, isn't it, to think about how good you have to be to be able to not just excel, but to make a living on the PGA Tour or any professional tour, right? It's wild. It's just wild. It's just world-class, elite of elite, however you want to put it, the top one, you know, half a percent of one percent. I mean, there's there's five, what is there, 500 guys in the world that can make a living playing golf, roughly. I mean, you add up all the right the tours, you know, 150 on the PGA, 50 to 100 on the Live, 150 on the Corn Ferry Tour, and then, you know, you drop down from there. But it's, there's billions of people in the world, and 500 can make it make a living doing it it's wild what are your thoughts on live golf and if you want to give me the inner sport side of it or if you want to give me your personal side of it i'm fine with either one but your thoughts on live golf the inner sport side of it is that you know we're we're partners with the pga tour we are absolutely locked and loaded on the rocket mortgage classic and they are also our partner on a brand new golf event that we're launching in Q4 of 2023 called the World Champions Cup, which is the President's Cup meets Ryder Cup for the Champions Tour, uh, which will be launched in Biltmore in December of, of 2023. We have our three captains, uh, Jim Furyk for the U.S., Ernie Els for Team International, and Darren Clark for Team Europe. Oh, how cool. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So six, 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 and six playing captains uh, will be on a major network, 15 hours live, uh, and PJ Tour is our partner on that, and they're our distribution partner, so that'll be broadcast in 190 countries. That's the inner sport stance on on 
our relationship and and real close relationship with the PGA Tour. I would say my personal opinion on live golf, I there's always room for disruptors in the marketplace. And for as disruptive as they were early on, it's a free market. And these guys can do whatever they want and these guys can make the decisions they want. They whether we want to admit it or not, they forced the tour to make changes. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, was Phil's message early on, as rough and choppy as his message was earlier, that they, they wanted to have a bigger say. They wanted to play less. They wanted to have bigger purses. They wanted to have guarantees. They wanted to have no cuts. Uh, I've watched the live. I don't think it's an entertaining product to watch on television my 16 year old son and five of his buddies were begging me to take them to rich harvest in chicago to live yeah i took them i dropped them off i picked them up afterwards they loved it wow they loved it there's music yeah there's a dj there was a guy there giving cam smith mullet cuts uh, it was very interactive for them, and they really, really had a nice time. The players were accessible. Um, well, do you think that maybe the PGA Tour sees that and might be making some changes to how they run their events? I think they're going to have to. You know, I think they're going to have to. I mean, we at the Rock and Mortgage Classic last year, we had two festival villages instead of one. They were very interactive. There was a lot more things to do um, for a younger demographic. Um, so I think that, yeah, I think they're absolutely going to be forced to make changes. And I think the, the disruption in the marketplace is going to be good for the fan. Uh, I think it's going to be good for golf, potentially. I'm not a big fan of the product myself personally. I'm a traditionalist. I love the majors. I love the competition. I love the point standings. I love the FedEx Cup. I love the playoffs. Um, but these guys have an opportunity to do something different. Um, and let's be honest, it is all about the money. Yeah. It's nothing else. It is. And I think if someone came to me and said, hey, Trey, you know, like we were talking earlier before we sat down today if someone comes up to you and says hey i'm gonna give you an offer to work 50 percent of what you're working now 50 percent less Mm -hmm. i'm gonna pay you double what you're making now oh and you're only gonna have to work maybe half the year you would be an idiot not to go after that or consider it or at least consider it yeah you gotta listen exactly correct at least consider it i would think you gotta listen yeah, 100%. So you and golf, uh, <laughs> after college, after, uh, you know, the pros saying, hey, look, if you can't beat the guys in the state of Missouri, you're not going to make it. Do you still play? Love to play. Play, uh, I've had two boys growing up that played competitive sports, so I haven't gotten to play as much as I would have liked, but mm-hmm. I'm playing 30 rounds a year, 35 rounds a year. That's not enough. Played a lot more during covid uh, playing some CDGA, which is a Chicago District Golf Association events. My buddy and I won the CDGA two-man uh, 
in 2021 and got a really nice all expenses paid trip up to Sand Valley up in Wisconsin, which oh, was nice. which was awesome. Yeah. Um but I just I just think it's the most wonderful game and it's a life sport and uh can't play it enough. Dealing with the Rocket Mortgage Classic, you get to see some of the best of the best right there in front of you. Who are some of those that you've witnessed and watched their game? And just can't believe it. I, I, it's it's just really all those guys. I mean, I'm a huge Tiger fan, obviously. Jordan, um, being in Detroit, Ricky Fowler always plays. Bryson won it in 2020, I think. Uh, and then Phil was there also in, in 2021. So I got a chance to follow and watch those guys. It's just they just do everything differently. The sound's different. The concentration's different. The focus is different. The ball flight is different. I mean, you and I are decent golfers and go out, go out and play a nice round, but the courses that we play and the yardages that they we play, they'd be in the low 60s. Oh, they would pummel it. Every single time. Like Yeah. This is crazy. Tiger Woods making golf fun making it interesting is that when golf really changed from what it was to maybe not what it is now but the fact that okay everybody's beating the golf ball a mile it seems like they came up with this terminology of we got a tiger proof the golf course i don't think you have to do that i think you could do some other things like you know move the the cut lines in the fairways narrowing the fairways, making the green speeds a little faster, things like that. But when Tiger did what he did and made it cool to play golf when you were growing up as a kid, is that when the golf business changed forever? Yeah, I think he changed everything. I think golfers became athletes instead of golfers. And, And when that narrative changed from just swinging a golf club to being an athlete and competing and fist pumping and making it exciting and in huge crowds I think I think he changed the golf business forever because he not only changed it during that area but he changed it for the Jordans and the Rory's and the Justins and and those guys who looked at him and said that's the guy I want to be that's the sport I want to play and that's how I want to that's the life that I want to make for myself so I, I I just think he I don't want to say single-handedly, but I think he darn near single-handedly changed the sport forever. And I think if you ask people in the sport, I have a good friend that works at Titleist. If you ask people in the sport, I think they would all point to a couple things. But I think the primary thing they would point to is Tiger Woods. When you're at home and you've got a weekend to where you can sit and watch golf, is it must-see TV when, when he's on the tube, when he's competing? It's appointment television, for sure. I. It's so sad what's happened to him physically and and the accident and. Um, really sad what's happened to him, but it it he, I don't think he's done. I just don't think he's going to give up and go out the way that he's gone out the last couple of times. But it, it's must see TV. It's appointment television. Well, watching him at Augusta. And then watching him at Southern Hills in Tulsa, you could see that it finally started getting to him. It did. It, it, it was tough. 
and then I thought he made the correct decision of, of not taking on the U.S. Open. St. Andrews is a flat course, relatively mm-hmm. speaking, um, an easy walk, but he just didn't have it there. What What do you think he needs to do, and will he get back to where he's not missing cuts? I mean, he is right now. I saw the rankings come out the other day. He's at the lowest he's ever been in the official World Golf rankings. What's he at? One thousand two hundred and like six. When he came on the rankings in 96, I think he was 74th. He's never been this low. I think he's my, – my, just my gut feeling is he's going to give it one more set of time to rehab, get healthy, and work on his game. And I think he's going to give it periodic one-off opportunities to compete. And yet that's going to be over – call it 2023, call it the first half of 2023, call it Augusta 2023. I think he's going to give himself a handful of opportunities to compete over a certain period of time. And if he can't do it, then I think he's going to focus on his family and Charlie and coaching and being the Ryder Cup captain and being the President's Cup captain, which he was obviously, uh, and and continuing. My opinion, it feels like he wants to continue to help elevate the tour, the players on it, and the and the property itself. I know my parents, your parents, you know, the, the Jack Nicklaus, the Arnold Palmers, the Gary players, but you and I, it's Tiger and Phil. But if there wasn't a Tiger Woods, I don't think there would be a Phil Mickelson. Agree. Would you agree? I agree with that. Yeah, the, every – there's – in sports, there's Michael and – magic there's montana and bradshaw i mean there's just there's always these conflicting and characters that help lift up one another and tiger had nobody that could compete with him when he was on he was on nobody and this guy could give him a run for his money every now and then but man it was it was those two yeah Best golf course you've ever played? Augusta. Lucky you. Man, I keep talking to these people that have played Augusta. What was it like? Out-of-body experience. Uh, Almost like you're floating above yourself, watching yourself, because you've watched this tournament for so many years. You've heard the stories of crow's nest and the men's clubhouse and the champion's room and all these areas and get to walk on that hallowed ground is one thing to go to the masters is there's very few moments in life where your unbelievably high expectation actually gets hit or 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 exceeded being at the masters is one of those experiences where you think it's going to be the greatest and it actually ends up being better than that being on the course, stepping into some of those spots where some of the most famous shots in golf have been hit, and we played 54, so we got to play play three rounds plus the par three. Uh, 
And I got to do it with a childhood idol of mine, uh, Coach Lou Holtz from the, the wow. Fighting Irish Notre yes. Dame. Yeah. Well, people in Arkansas like to say the former Arkansas Razorback coach. Yes. He Lou did Holtz. win a national championship at Notre Dame, so we'll give him that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, so I got to be with him and play with him and stay in a cabin with him. and uh, Oh, boy, those stories. And he just pumped out the stories and sat in the cabin. He smoked a pipe. We smoked cigars and and got to hear about his experiences at the course and how he still has a check, I think, for $19 from Bill Gates for a Betty one, and he's never cashed it. And <laughs> just some really, really amazing stuff. Uh, so I, I, there's nothing that even really compares to that. Um, but it really is an out-of-body experience for, for 48 hours. All right, last question. Fantasy foursome, you and three others, living or deceased, who would be in your fantasy foursome? Golfers or family or? Anybody. Okay. Tiger. Michael Jordan. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my gosh, those stories. The ribbing between MJ and Tiger and then you and Patrick Mahomes just get to sit there and watch. sit back and watch those two go at it. How fun would that be? That would be pretty cool. It'd be pretty amazing. That would be Big awesome. Chiefs fan, so I had to throw Mahomes in. Oh well, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. A couple years ago. Yeah. Finally got a Super Bowl. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Ryan, thanks so much. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it was a lot it. of fun. Yeah. Appreciate it. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. You all know by now I'm not a good golfer, but my son loves the game and he and I have been playing more. I've got my score down to I've quit playing a scramble on every hole. I'm using the bunker rake much less than I used to, and a lot of the time I hit my drives past the women's tee box. All of my success in golf can directly be tied to me listening to From the Short Grass. Without it, I would not be the golfer I am today. Trey, you owe me 20 bucks for that. Trey knows golf. I know auctions. Come see us at BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. When your travels take you to Bentonville for a meeting with Walmart, a trip to Crystal Bridges, or the Walmart Amp for a concert, make sure you book your stay at one of the top Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group properties. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group manages the Doubletree Suites, an all-suite hotel with tons of meeting space, and the Hilton Garden Inn, which has been newly remodeled rooms throughout the entire property. The best place to stay in Northwest Arkansas is a Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group property. Visit them on the web at bphotels.com. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Look on the web, blackmanauctions.com, to find one of their upcoming auctions to attend. On the tee with our rules segment, Adam Carney. Adam, this question comes in from William in Conway. He says, I noticed the other day that Hideki Matsuyama was disqualified from a tournament for a substance on the face of his driver. Do you know what it was? And what is the ruling that the committee made and why? So it seems that Hideki had used white paint and had kind of created a hitting area on the face, something that gave him a visual. Um, it's something that uh, my inst former instructor, Rob Aiken, used to work with me. We used to use a Sharpie and just put a black dot on the face of the club. And I would just think about, hey, black dot hits the back of the golf ball. Just simple stuff. And I think that was the motive for what Hideki was doing. He had created kind of this oval or circular shape in the middle of the face, 
which I think that's probably what his thought process was. But unfortunately, when he applied that, it was above the level of the grooves. The rules have always prohibited applying a foreign substance to the face. And the purpose of it is when you apply a foreign substance above the grooves, what happens is spin is reduced. In this day and age, we're fighting backspin off of a driver, say. You know, you want to get as the least amount of spin that you can. When you apply a foreign substance to the face, it reduces spin, which makes the ball stay in the air longer. Unfortunately, what he did caused him to be disqualified. There's nothing prohibiting paint being in the grooves to create that as long as, as the groove depth is consistent with the rest of the grooves, number one. Number two, if that substance is above the level of the grooves on the face, then it's going to have a direct influence on, on the flight of the golf ball. So it's regrettable. I, I don't think he knowingly right. did that, you know, in order to, to cheat. Because, uh, you know, frankly, applying a substance like Vaseline is definitely cheating. Yes. I think, I think he did it to create a visual in his mind of impact position, you know, where he wants to hit it in the face and in so doing inadvertently breach the rules. It's it's a tough, tough deal. You know, the other side of that is, you know, when that club came from the manufacturer, it's conforming and if you do anything to it, then it could become non conforming. So yeah, tough situation. Um the ruling is absolutely correct though. If you put a Sharpie mark on your driver and then you go out and play with it, is that against the rules? Well, yes, technically it's a foreign substance that's been applied to the face. Um, I, you know, Did you clean your Sharpie mark off? Absolutely. absolutely. Well, I mean, two shots and it was gone because I hit it in center face all the time, just like you. Okay. okay. Right? No, not like me. <laughs> not like me. No, I mean, yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it's not something I would, I would go out there. and. <clears throat> I mean, and technically, is that going to influence the flight of the golf ball? No. No. But I've applied a foreign substance to the face. Yeah. So. Good question, though. William, yep. thanks. Appreciate it. If you've got a question on the rules of golf, send us an email, fromtheshortgrass at gmail.com. That's it for this edition of From the Shortgrass. Remember, when you find your ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more. And I hope to see you sometime soon from the shortgrass. You've been listening to From the Shortgrass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.